Gill. All right, final hour of the show, Sports Bash Live 97.3 ESPN. Don't forget, Sports Bash is brought to you by Dorothy Gale Roofing. There's no place like your home. And if you have a leak or need new roofing, call Dorothy Gale Roofing 877-97-KEVIN or visit them online at DorothyGale.com. Mike and Broads, we've got so many uh, comments coming in over on the video stream. If you're watching us live over on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, we will uh, comment, uh, put your comments up on the screen and kind of uh, continue to react to those. And um, I'll tell you what, man, this uh, Philly signing, they, um, I like this this comment that came up on the board. It, it's kind of apropos, I think. Um, so let's bring that up before we get to the PT because we'll get his reaction that JT Romuto is uh, back with the Phillies. But this guy says, hey, Rhodes, the Phils just clinched fourth. They signed Real Muto. It does feel that way. But I, I saw Josh tweeting about this as everything kind of went down, and I, I think he made a great point. You know, like, if you want to take that next step, you know, this is step one of that, right? You want to build this roster down the road. Step one is bringing back JT. So it might not be sexy in terms of how this makes them move up or down in, in terms of the NL East right now. But if you want to eventually do that and, and move in the right direction, well, you have to bring JT back. PT, uh, today was reported that the Phillies are bringing back JT Real Muto. Five years, $115 million. So are you excited or are you just kind of like, uh, I, I don't, you know what? Like this team, it's hard to get excited about because it feels like um, they're still so far away, even though this is a good signing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, hard to get excited about, but I was relieved would be the word that I would use. Relieved is probably a good word, right? Because, I mean, in the beginning, you thought that uh, there's no way that he was going to come back to the Philadelphia Phillies. And look, one thing I didn't hear you guys talking about before I came on is the fact that you've now made your superstar, Bryce Harper, happy as well. Remember how much Bryce Harper was campaigning to bring JT back, so uh management, if you will, listened and found a way to get JT to come back. I mean, it didn't hurt that the Mets went in a different direction. The market started to change, but there still were no guarantees that JT was going to be in a Phillies uniform. I, the guy that says fourth place, I mean, he's just trying to stir things Well, what, what place do you have him in? Uh, probably third. <laughs> I mean, it's at least a, it's at least a whole other spot up. You know, I mean, they're listen, not better. They're not better than the Braves. That's for certain. Hundred percent. I would agree with that. And, and then you look at the moves. Like, uh, all right. So we the the X factor is what the Mets are going to be, but the Nationals. You know, they go out and spend all that money for hand, and and they're trying to revamp them. The Nationals are trying to make another run at it and see what they can do. So I mean, listen, it is a tough division, but. But I look at it like this. I, I mean, you know, JT Real Muto, at least in the short term, uh, is still the best catcher in baseball, is still able to do things that, uh, you know, whoever else they were going to find couldn't do. So I I'm glad they found the money. Uh, yes, it's one position. There are other positions on the baseball team, but uh, I I'm happy with it. I'm relieved. I'm not, like, ecstatic, but I'm relieved that they found a way to get it done. Yeah, you almost have to give them credit for waiting out the market. You know, the sign JT, sign JT, sign JT. And I remember at the time, I'm like, this changes so much. And there was a breaking point where I got a little bit upset with them because I thought that they were almost taking it too far. But at the end of the day, you know, waiting was the best thing for them. Yeah, that's the Tom Petty song, right? The waiting is the hardest part. I mean, and listen, at the end of the day, Broads, you could get in a situation where 
they might get back D.D. Gregorius with the same situation where they just wait out, wait out, wait out. I mean, listen, people have talked about like Freddie Galvis or Indleton Simmons. And, you know, I mean, if you just sit around and wait, maybe the market will change and they can get D.D. back too. And and that's really getting the band back together, right? I would prefer D.D. over the other options. You guys? I would agree with you. 100% I would prefer D.D. over the other options. The question is, will D.D.'s agent and, and they go for it? I mean, I thought it was really funny, too. The, the AAV of Real Muto's contract is $23.1 million. Oh, okay, so he could say that he got a higher number than uh, Joe Maurer did back in the day, right? Oh, okay, uh, sure, we, we, you know, $110 million, $115 million. I mean, come on, uh, $220, $221, whatever it takes. Well, I mean, you mentioned, oh, fourth, third place, fourth place, whatever it is. I mean, realistically, this team is a couple of signings off from being, in my mind, a playoff team. You don't agree? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, obviously it starts with the bullpen. You know, I just uh, – I wrote my short local column today and was talking about uh, the fact that they've gone out and signed guys that can throw 95 or better, you know, and loaded up on velocity, including – the local guy, Gil, Mike Adams, how cool is that? You know, I mean, it's going to be like the rookie all over again. This is Jim Morris 2.0. No, that is a really cool story, by the way. I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it and, or heard about it, uh, apparently, you know, he was seen on a video throwing 98 miles an hour after throwing about 88 miles an hour in college and stuff. At 26 years old, he gets signed uh, by the Phillies. And, and you know, that was uh, – all basically from a local video. I mean, they were doing the video. The guys from BFA were doing uh, some um, uh, showcase on Martin Luther King Day. And, and here's, uh, you know, Mike Adams, who's been teaching a lot of these kids with the baseball center over there. And all of a sudden, they see him on the video throwing 98 miles an hour. Okay, we'll take you. Yeah, you. Gil told me about it when we were here in the studio off the air. And then I go home and on The Athletic, Megan, who covers the Phillies, had a whole piece on it. I was like, are you kidding me? It's like crazy how quickly it all happened. It's a crazy story. Well, and it's been one of the, the themes of their offseason, guys, is that they are looking to add velocity in their bullpen, which has been horrible. I kept saying, the Phillies can't find one guy in the whole organization that can throw 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. They couldn't find one guy. Connor Brogdon, maybe. Yeah, I think uh, I think I used uh, what was it, JoJo? What was the guy that was Romero? Jo yes, JoJo yeah, Romero. That was the one pitcher they had last year that averaged ninety four or above. And what's so funny about it is that you know here's Mike Adams trying to train high school kids to get college scholarships, trying to train them in the mechanics of how to throw harder. And then all of a sudden, you know, I mean, obviously he didn't go by a roadside sign and just pitch a baseball past a speed gun on a construction sign. But, you know, it, all, he basically broke down the pitching mechanics, put him into his own body, and uh, all of a sudden, instead of 94, he was hitting 97, 98. I mean, that's going to get anybody's attention. Sure does. Uh, and this Philly signing got some people's attention to JT Real Muto. If you're just joining us, they've reached an agreement to bring him in on a five-year deal, $115 million. So the Phillies get JT back. Uh, he will be behind the plate for five more seasons with the Phillies. So it's really good news to hear. But I guess, PT, the next question with this Phillies uh, offseason is, does that make you feel like there's something more? Did Dombrowski say, hey, guys, Look, let's get JT and let's let's get more. Like we're not there yet. Like I don't know. Do you feel confident that more's on the way? More help. Uh, I mean, the big question is how much money are they willing to spend? You know what I mean? And after they lay off half well, the front to office, fair, staff to, to be fair, Peter, did you see the contract? 
they deferred a lot of money because of the pandemic. Like he's not going to get some of this money until later on down the road. So he he's making twenty three million this year, but they're not paying him twenty three million this year. Right. I guess that's part of the secret too. L listen, Dabrowski's been known to go out and, and open up the checkbook, and we are in different times now. The Phillies have been crying poor, basically all last season and a little bit into this season. So do I feel confident they're going to go out and make some big splash and get a lot of names? No, I, I like the bullpen names that they're adding. I like that they're sort of tinkering and trying. I mean, because obviously the biggest detriment to any success they might have had last season was the bullpen was atrocious, right? It was absolutely atrocious. So if they can uh, work on that, put some arms in there and and find the right pieces. I mean, here's the deal too with shortstop is, you know, it's not just Didi Gregorius. It's Didi, it's Andrelton Simmons, it's Freddie Galvis, you know. I mean, there's a lot of options out there uh, for them to be able to figure out a, a piece to slot in. I'm a little nervous with, and I hate to say it, but with Spencer Howard and, and Vince Velasquez. Like, here's your starting rotation of Nola Wheeler, which I love. And, and I like Zach Elflin. I think he's a fine, he can be in your starting rotation. I don't love him at three, but I like him in the rotation. And with Vinny V, and, and I'm not really sold on Spencer Howard, which is concerning because he's one of the better prospects that you've been waiting for. Right, and you just hope, Broads, that you know year two of Spencer Howard is when the light bulb goes on and he's and the stage isn't too big. I thought there were some times, other than his first start, and you know, keep in mind that baseball is a game of like studying charts and tendencies and trends. And once the league quickly figured out what Howard could do and couldn't do, he had a hard time get lasting into ball games and being able to be effective out there on the mound. So you hope the light bulb goes on for him. Remember, by the way, you bring up Vince Velasquez. God, is that guy still on our team not doing what we want him to do? I mean, you know, Gil and I for years have talked about how Velasquez has some of the nastiest stuff on the staff, and yet he probably slots better as a reliever than he does as a as a starting pitcher, you know. And then you sit there and you ask yourself, he was Vinny Velo. He was the one guy that, that had heat. Is he, is he going to be able to make an impact? So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more question marks than answers, but I do feel relieved that JT Real Muto is coming back. So does the JT Real Muto signing give you a, a little juice for Phil? Because I had none, like none up to this point. And I'm not saying it's changed. PJ, they're bringing back legitimately the same. How do you look at your fans and say, we stunk last year, and we're bringing back the same flipping team. I don't understand how they, with good conscience, can do it. Well, because they're bringing back the same starting roster, but they're trying to bolster the bullpen, and the bullpen was their key Achilles heel. You know, okay. I, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, uh, Archie and the and Jughead and the rest of the guys that they've signed to the bullpen <laughs> are going to be the guy. But you know, look, they're trying to find diamonds in the rough, right? They're trying to find cast off guys or guys that are available. And and Archie Bradley throws hard. Maybe he can come in and do it. You know, you the guy from the Giants comes over. You give him a second chance. Perhaps those guys are guys that can get the job done. Yeah, I have no problem with Bradley. And I like the chance that they're taking on guys throwing harder. That's a good point, Pete. They have upgraded the bullpen. I made, PT made a good point. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't hear that often. The, the Vinny V thing, though. Every so often. <laughs> yeah, right? The, the Vinny V thing. Remember, in, I think it was 2016. You, Vinny 16 v. strikeouts. I was like, this kid's a stud. He's going to be unbelievable. I was so happy that day. And if nope. Velasquez starts again this year, I might blow a blood vessel. He is. He is. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. It's already written out. He is starting. I don't know how any credible baseball mind like Dombrowski 
could say, I want this guy in my rotation. I, this. After you go past Nola, after you go past Nola and Wheeler, what do they really have? Right. And that was the issue that they had last year. After you got past two legitimate starters, who did you have after that? You know, the rookie Spencer Howard obviously played like a rookie, threw like a rookie, and had issues. And after you get past that, who do you really have? Who's your guys? This is interesting. Shout out 407s watching on YouTube. Says, if the bullpen wasn't as bad, the Phillies make the playoffs easy last year. You know what? That's true. Expanded field. Expanded field. But, yes, they, they would have made the playoffs last year. The bullpen was absolutely abysmal. I thought of another guy's name in there, too, Gil. Uh, it's Coonrod and Alvarado. And then Naris coming back. And then, you know, they signed this Bradley, who could potentially be a closer. So, I mean, you got a left-hander at Alvarado. You got a right-hander at Coonrod. This Kazeda throws 97 miles an hour. I don't I don't know much about Ian Hamilton, but he throws 94 miles an hour, right? Romero, Brogdon, you know, I mean, you're getting some flamethrowers out there. Don't forget your boy Naris. Oh, Hector Naris, baby. I, I well, don't make him the closer. Maybe he right. could be effective. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. What was worse, the Phillies bullpen or Carson Wentz? I would almost have to say Carson Wentz simply because of the interest level. Carson was abysmal. So okay. The bullpen was really bad. That's like one and one A, buddy. Yeah, I, I think, uh, like, we care more about Carson Wentz because it's the quarterback, but if you want to look at this, you know, rationally, if you will, I do think the Phillies bullpen was technically worse than Carson Wentz. Oh, well, do, yeah, do, you remember the, do you remember the Buffalo game or when they had to play the Blue Jays in Buffalo and how brutal that was? Um. Yeah, well, that was, was the doubleheader, wasn't it? That was the, that was the oh. doubleheader. The, the bullpen blew both oh, games. That was so brutal. The, the difference is Wentz at one point, like the Phillies had no guy. Well, I take that back. Workman was not bad the year before. He was like 10 and 1 with a 198. He had a good ERA in Boston when you picked him up. But it wasn't like he was going to win the Cy Young Award. No, no, not to that. So that's not like Wentz would have been the MVP of the league and he was this bad. These guys are just a bunch of. You know, poop stains. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, literally, what they gave you last year was like a used pair of underwear. Nobody wants that. No. Uh, Joe Show, watching on YouTube, Phillies lost $145 million last year due to the pandemic. Yeah, that's according to them. Well, I don't even, they didn't even technically lose it. They just didn't make it. Does that mean they lost it? If You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they had to give up 145 million. They still made a ton of money. They just didn't make that one extra 145. It just depends on your perspective, I guess. Right. And and ask them that they, they may not have made 145 million, but ask the people in the front office or all the, of the longtime 20 and 30 year Phillies employees that are no longer an employee of the ball club if the team lost money or not. You know, there's a lot of people out there saying it's fuzzy math. Well, there's a lot of people that aren't working for the Phillies anymore that are saying, oh, they must be hurting somewhere. Well, okay. But okay. I agree with all that stuff. But my question is didn't everybody else lose money too? It's not, how did the Phillies? somehow lose more money than everybody else it's a good point that's an excellent point you know and, and you have a billion billionaire owner right i mean we're not talking millions billions this guy is worth yeah come on uh, open up right. that checkbook so jt real muto signs get the details on the contract frank close has more at 97.3 espn.com peter saturday night it was good to see you my friend by the way it was great to see you my friend happy birthday again it was a wonderful time now pt rolled in Flyers shirt, Flyers hat, Flyers mask. He was all flyered up. <laughs> for, they, for this team? By about halfway through the first period, he was on uh, the food sampling. Yeah, he yeah, probably always mask on by, by that first period. I wanted to go back to the car for a change of shirts. I mean, good Lord. They were so bad. I was thankful 
for the Mike Gill birthday party so that I didn't have to sit there. Like we didn't have the audio. I watched the first period of the audio, but second period, third period, I'm kind of having conversations, glancing over up. There's another goal, having a conversation up. There's another goal. I mean, uh, that's, that's abysmal boys. I mean, that is so bad. And it's for two reasons. One, uh, the fact that, they, uh, the defense uh, core is all shaken up right now. And two, they're missing uh, Couturier. So their penalty kill is brutal. You know, the penalty kill right now, when when they struggle, they, they don't struggle a little bit. They struggle a lot. And we've had two 6-1 losses already. And uh, that, that tells you uh, that they, uh, they're not the team that everybody thought they were going to be. Well, let me ask you this, PT, because uh, Schweimer and I were getting at it a little bit. He's got a lot more faith than I do with some of these defensemen. But with all due respect, I, I don't think Robert Haig is very good. I don't think Justin Braun is very good. I don't think Gustafson's very good. I don't think Friedman's very good. That's four defensemen on your team that I don't think is very good, and they're having to play legitimate minutes right now. Is that a correlation with all the defensive breakdowns? Well, and, and not yes, and, and Gustafson probably is uh, public enemy number one. You know, I, I think Robert Haig has his spots. I, I think, think Gustafson's going to be a scratch tonight. Yeah, you're going to put yeah. in to try and – but you're not getting right. anything defensively. It's worth a shot. Right, you're getting a puck-moving defenseman to replace a puck-moving defenseman. You're getting an offensive-minded defenseman to replace an offensive-minded defenseman. The only thing you hope is that maybe a ghost doesn't turn the puck over as much as – Gustafson had been doing and I don't know if that's a victim of no preseason not being able to settle into partners you know whatever the problem is but yeah I mean look who would have thought you know Phil Myers name doesn't jump out sometimes as this all-star elite defenseman but losing Couturier and what he does defensively on the ice and losing Phil Myers that's been the one-two punch that have turned this Flyers team putrid all of a sudden, and let me tell you something, boys. If they go out and bleep the bed tonight against the Devils, the stinking Devils, Devils who give up more well. they have in the last couple of games. But if they go out and do that again, then we've got a real serious problem on our hands. Right now, you can chalk it up to, eh, it's early in the season. They haven't found the rhythm yet. Oh, if they lose to the Devils, a, a Devils team that also is giving up a ton of shots, then, then they're in big danger. How much blame goes on Carter Hart? I mean, look, there's so many times where it's a 2-on-0 right in front of the blue paint. What's he supposed to do? With that being said, he allows a short side. I think it was Marshawn who had like a power play goal short yeah. side. He should be able to make. So you see him throw his stick across the, the crossbar and freaking out. I don't, I don't know what to do with Carter Hart. I don't think it's all his fault, but I don't think he's playing as sharp as he should either. I agree with that, and I think the statute of limitations is up that I could tell this story. Last year when Michael, my girlfriend's son, and I were in San Jose for that abysmal West Coast road trip, we were down in the tunnel area where the Flyers came off the ice. So they lose to San Jose. Hard as the goalie is the first guy off the ice. The minute he gets into the tunnel, he broke his stick in the tunnel, scaring the bleep out of Taryn Hatcher, who was – getting ready to do her post-game interviews and all that stuff. I mean, and even, like, there were, like, workers and stuff walking through there, and and all these heads turned. It sounded like a gunshot went off, and Michael kind of looked at me, and I looked at him, and our eyes were, like, wide as saucers. Like, wow, looking hard as pissed, right? And, uh, but, you know, you're we were there as guests. You're not supposed to, like, then go report that everywhere or tweet out that Hart lost his cool. Well, the only difference is now this year he did it where everybody could see it. Did you see Broads where they're – all asking him, hey, Hartsey, you got a stick? Hey, Carter, can we, can I, you got another stick for me? Like, you know, uh, they're trying to make a joke of it and say, like, good, it's good that he got that man. Real quick, um, bros, because Provorov, this is going to be his third different pairing, right? In seven games, he's going to play with Ghost tonight. That's his third different partner out there. Doesn't yeah. phase him a bit. He makes everybody look better. 
Yeah, no doubt. And I just I hate to make it seem just because one guy was lost, but the difference is Provorov is now having to play more of a Matt Niskanen role when last year he was able to be Provorov, and then Matt Niskanen was more of that 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 you know the anchor, if you will. That's the word I'm looking for. He was more of the anchor, and Provorov could be more offensive and jump up more in the play. Now he needs to be more of that reliable guy, and that's a huge well, effect. One thing we haven't brought up is. You know, Couturier's not playing. And Couturier, to me, is the Ben Simmons. He doesn't score a lot of goals, but he can score goals if you need him to. But he does all these other things that you don't appreciate as much. But when he's not there, you're seeing how much they're missing him. I mean, he won the Selkie Trophy for a reason, finally, Gil. He, he's a two-way player. You know, he won the Selkie. He was always a good defensive uh, end player of the ice. But then he uh, also uh, scored timely goals and gritty goals and things like that that they needed on the other end of the ice, too. And, and yeah, they absolutely miss his presence on such a weird injury, too. Now, it is good news. So, go, not I'm not thrilled that, you know, ghost is ghost. But Couturier is skating. He's not ready to come back yet, but at least he's skating. And he, he said he's been hit like that, Broads, a million times, and it was just such a fluke injury that he got hit like that and got that rib injury. Yeah, now you're starting to see, it's sort of like, Gil, you know, when we were talking about this offensive line. When you need five of these new offensive lines every week, it's going to be an issue. Now with the Flyers, it's like, okay, now Bunneman's in there, and now Scott Lawton has to move up, and then this guy has to move up. And eventually, as much as we love this depth, Morgan Frost is out. Now this guy has to change. Now it's like, okay, you can only sustain that for so long until it, it really starts to make this offense struggle. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I mean, I, I think Couturier was the first key to go down. And then, you know, that your combination reference is so good because uh, guys, especially D-men, so much rely on unspoken, like, you know, communication and chemistry of, I just know what he's going to do with the puck. And I know he likes to do that and he's going to go back and get it. And when you're flip-flopping those pairs uh, repeatedly game to game, you can't build any cohesion, can't build any chemistry. And, and it really shows, and it shows in turnovers in your own end, which then tend to end up in the back of the net. Well, it's Moose tonight, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. So we'll, we'll see how he does. And uh, Carter Hart can take a little break. Moose, is that, a, is that a statement from AV to not go back to the kid? Or what do you think here? Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a statement. Maybe he thinks that Moose has good numbers against the Devils or something like that. You know, I, I don't think, I mean, they're going to play what? Uh, today's Tuesday and Thursday, right? So, yeah. I mean, they, they probably want to slide. And, and Elliot hasn't been bad when he's played, right? Elliot, wasn't he the stopper in well, Buffalo? They, yeah. So, I mean, hey, go back to that well again and see if you can throw in your backup guy. They rally around him and play well. All right, Tuesday with Thompson here on the Sports Best. Don't forget, happy hour Friday with the PT. He'll be back, and of course. But you know what, PT? It's a lot of fun. It's nothing like yes, when the I Flyers. Yes, hot cakes only, hot cakes with sausage only, and a sausage biscuit, no egg. Two sausage is biscuits, he, no egg. Here you go, Billy. You're getting this live on the is radio. Is he in a drive through right now? It's amazing. Back by popular demand. <laughs> oh, I'm never going to be able to live that down. I don't no, know what? how you, you – you, I mean, you gotta you gotta be better. What are you talking about? I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. I got shouted out to come on the show, and then I, I, listen, I was not interrupting my hotcakes mission. I was getting my hotcakes right, but but you don't call until after you order. You didn't have to call right in the if you know you haven't ordered yet. You call after the order, not before. I mean, come on. Can he play it again? 
It's a lot of fun. There's nothing like yes. Can I have hot cakes only? Hot cakes with sausage only, and a sausage biscuit, no egg. Two sausage biscuits, no egg. Here you go, Billy. You're getting this live on the radio. Is he in a drive-through right now? It's pretty amazing. It really is. It's gold. It's gold. Hey, I'm going to call in, but let me order first. Obviously not, but like. No, what I thought was that I'm going to call in, but they were going to, we were, it was close to the top of the hour. I thought I'm going to call in. They're going to take a break and bring me on as a guest after the top of the hour. That's what I thought. I didn't realize it was call in automatically on. Here we go. That, that is fair. It was coming into that hard break. It was like that 45 to the hard break segment. And he called in and I kind of just. Well, I was producing the show. I kind of just went for it and threw him off. Well, didn't you say to him, hey, I'm in the drive through line? No, no, we didn't have any conversation. No, we, I don't, we had zero conversation. Hopefully PT can call in. Then PT literally called in within seconds, so I kind of just went for like a boom. Hey, you called for oh, it. Here so it is. you called in, not them called you. Correct. You could yeah. have called in after the window. But he's Why? saying he thought he was going to. I was going to wait for the hard break, and then we would be the first. The right. first like, like he said, I would have like I would have a conversation with the producer whose name is Hunter Brody, and say, "Hey, Broads, I'm at the McDonald's drive-through, but I'll be through in just yeah, a couple okay, seconds. You're, you? you're going to take me on the other side of the break anyway, right? Oh, we yeah, had it. To say, hold up, I'm going to throw you right on. Yeah, we had to throw him right on. Yeah, that's no, no. Well, well, you're, you're assuming that he talked to me at all, bro. Yeah, no, side, Pete Thompson. I'm blaming him. Yeah, he's blaming me now. But the reason okay. why this is, I would never normally do that, of course, but this is a different scenario. Billy goes, I hope PT can call in. PT called in within three seconds. So I told Billy in his ear, hey, we got him. He hopped right on. Bang. And I was like, boom, you're in. Yeah, that's how it went. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> two things at fault here. One, Pete should have waited until after the order. If he knew he was coming up to the window, he can call after. Right. Two, the producer you got to, hey, Pete, how you doing? Are you all set? Because yeah, he might say, I'm not ready yet. But here's the difference. I'm acknowledging that I made a mistake. Okay. PT's over here going, he did the. He thinks he did the right thing. There's a difference here. Well, I should have been better. He was excited. I, 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 I've, never, I've never said that I did the right thing. I just said that I'm getting my hotcakes no matter what. And as I've said to you guys before, I screwed up the order. I only wanted hotcakes. One order. Well, I got cool. hotcakes. I got hotcakes with sausage. I had too many McMuffins. I mean, I was I was a mess. It deserved well, to be a mess. Well, you know what, Pete? It's a lot of fun. There's nothing like yes, when the I flowers are cake. Only hot cakes with sausage only and a sausage biscuit, no egg. Two sausage is biscuits, he, no egg. Here you go, a, Billy. You're getting this live on the is radio. Is he in a drive-thru right now? And, and to defend me a little bit, they had enough dialogue where that was, like, they talked long enough for that to be moments and minutes after. Where were you in the line? Uh, I was, like, number four, and it went faster than I thought. The best part is that was probably the best part of the show. You might be right. <laughs> Don't let Billy know that. He's probably a little upset right now. You have to apologize. Oh, he came up with an all-time classic clip. That's true. I mean, you can't top that. You no, got a guy right. ordering a, a but, meal. But Schwein would take offense to that. You know, he uh, can he, give it, but he can't take it. Nah, he's well, I, I, knew, I knew someday, hey, it's Pete Thompson would get replaced. So thank God it was with hotcakes. Yeah. Well, maybe right. we could do something where it's, hey, it's Pete Thompson entering the drive-thru. So that enters the drive-thru call. We yeah. can kind of combine the Well, two. The, you got you to gotta edit Schwein's. La Schwein laughs at everything. He, he, he laughs like uncontrollably no matter what anybody says. He's laughing and I can't even hear him. Billy, my grandmother died. Ha, 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 ha. I'm sorry. That's terrible. I'm sorry, Schweimer, wherever you are. <laughs> all right. All right. 
Well, he's got like one of those nervous laughs where he doesn't know how to finish, so he just ends whatever he's saying with with a laugh. You know, Mike, 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 Mike. I mean, come on, Mike, come on, Mike. So people uh, in the drive-thru, and he's just laughing his way away, you know? like At least least Broads did recognize what was going on. Billy would just kind of stop, but Broads was like, wait a second. Yeah, I don't even think Billy protested. Maybe he thought that you were at home talking to someone. Like, really, Bill, ordering like that? Well, you can get a DoorDash to deliver you that now. Well, that's true. Could do a nice DoorDash. I was talking to my remote. That's what I was doing, but nothing, you know. All right, Peter. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. See ya. All right. That's uh Tuesday with Thompson, Pete Thompson. And uh, when we come back, anytime hotline on JT Real Muto, you'll hear what the fans had to say about JT signing with the Phils. Coming up next here on the Sports Bash Live on 97.3 ESPN and the free mobile app. It's Philadelphia Flyers hockey tonight. Search 97.3 ESPN or visit our website, 97.3 ESPN.com. Yeah, so you can watch the show live on our website, 97.3 ESPN.com, through our YouTube channel. Just go to uh, 97.3 ESPN.com, watch the show live. You can interact, engage. We have a lot of fun with the people over there who leave uh, comments, and you can uh, put the comments over there. We'll put them up on the screen. We can react to them. Just like you guys can call the Anytime Hotline and we can react to those calls, which we're about to do on the signing of JT Real Muto. I would imagine like no one's going to be negative about this. No one would be negative, but I wonder if they have the same vibe that we do, where we're, we're happy that it happened, but what does this mean for the team? Are you supposed to be excited that, like, for example, the Blue Jays, right? They're signing people left and right, and they get George Springer. Their hopes now is to compete in that competitive AL East and actually try and win a division. We don't have that feeling because of JT being here that we can now go compete for the division. Right, like, what? what is the expectation now that this happened? I hate to break it to you. It's just to hang on and be competitive. That's where we're at this year. Be competitive. But I, I always think about this. Did anyone in a million years, and I'm not saying the Phillies can do this by any means, but just to put it in perspective, did we ever think the Nationals would win a World Series a couple of years ago? Did we look at them as the clear favorite whoa, to go whoa, win whoa, the whoa, division? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like who, They had elite pitching that they went out and got. But they're, yeah, and they had nice players, but I'm just saying, no one looked at them as like a legitimate World Series, like, they are winning the World Series. I'm not saying the Phillies are going to do that. But is it possible that we think they're just going to be eh and maybe they make the wild card team? Like, that's what I mean. Not saying win a World well, I Series. I think the guy who brought up the point on the, the YouTube channel that if their bullpen wasn't complete dumpster fire last year, they probably would have made the play. Now, it's a 60-game sample size. Right. But I'm just saying, like, could you imagine if the expectations are what they are right now for us, which is, like, fourth team in the NL East, and they end up making a wild card position, we would look at that as a success, wouldn't we? I'm not saying I think that's going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there. Dude, if they make the wild card, I mean, come on, that's a total success. Exactly. So I'm just saying, like, we don't know what can happen. We've seen teams who we thought were going to be okay, be better than okay. or Like, I think this team's going to be okay. So if they were better than okay, uh, that's very possible. Now, Swam just texted me, says, I don't laugh at everything. I don't think there's anything I've ever heard that he doesn't laugh. It's sort of like Josh. Josh laughs at everything, but Billy has like the, um, it's like the, it's like the crutch laugh. Right. 
Like he laughs because it's like um, he doesn't know what to do, so he laughs. Yeah, like he he doesn't even notice that he does it. Exactly, that's the difference. Right, it's like a comfort thing when when he's uncomfortable in a situation, the laugh comes out. Yeah, like uh, he'll say like, "How you doing? Hey, Bill, it's great to be on." And <laughs> he laughs like he, that's like his. He doesn't even understand that he's doing it. I bet you if he goes back and listens to his show and counts how many times he laughs, he would say to me. You know, I didn't realize I laughed so much. Now, with everything we said about Schwann, that's what he reached out about, the laugh. I guess he wasn't bothered by any yeah, of so the other breaking comments. breaking my stones. I don't laugh that much. Okay. Josh, does he laugh a lot? We'll let Josh, because Josh doesn't lie. Right. Josh would never lie. No, Josh would tell us the truth. The Billy laughs, like, uncontrollably. So, here's how it happens. Billy will be doing the interview. You know, now on the blah, blah, blah sports hotline is... Former Eagles head coach Dick Vermeil, and Dick Vermeil comes on, and Dick says, "Hey, you know, glad to have, glad, great to have me on the show." Blah blah blah. Billy will turn around, and be like, "You know, hey, tell me about the time that you met Viz Papali," and Dick will make like a quick quip, and Billy just starts laughing hysterically for like a good five seconds. Do you pot him down on the soundboard when that happens? I do sometimes. Ah, yes. how about that? So you won't be able to actually hear the evidence that he does laugh. Well, no, what you're telling no, me. no, well, you don't want to laugh it's over a, the the person know, you saying, have. He on. goes it back gets and listens. Distracting listen. to the guest, they lose track. I of no, no, I'm plot. not. I'm not. That's not what I said. I said so he can't go back and then listen to the evidence. Oh, there's plenty. Oh, there's plenty. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, I'm not outing the that the that you guys are right. I don't do it every time. I I I laugh uncontrollably at the fact I said this guy laughs at everything. Nothing has been said funny here, and he it's one of those nervous laughs. It's uh, people do it. He he does it so much he doesn't even realize it. Uh, Josh laughs at everything. Yeah. But I'm like, laughing at something. I'm not no, laughing. No, you're because... not laughing at anything either. That's true. You do sometimes do the crazy laugh. Something I just realized, too. When you bring on Josh, you're like, all right, Josh, tell us something. You ask the question. But I he, didn't get an answer. He, he needs, right. He needs, so, let me tell you right. what happened here. Yes, he, he goes into I this am... spiel of what occurred. I asked the so question funny. and I didn't get an answer. Right. You should oh, say, yes, answer. he I laughs asked, too much. Though, did I, I asked, am I wrong in saying no, you're that not wrong. Billy laughs uncontrollably? And it's not, he doesn't even understand, like, it's a, it's like a nervous laugh. Right. He's not really, Billy, it's, it's a twofold nervous it's laugh. It's like a crutch. They yeah. call it a crutch. But it's, it's also like, he doesn't know how else to react sometimes. Right. Like he's done asking the question and he, the guy doesn't realize that he's done. So Bill just kind of follows it up with a, <laughs> because he's like, <laughs> and the guy's thinking, wait. I thought there was more to that question, and Bill ran out of question to ask, so he just filled in the 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 gap with a with a nervous laugh. Oh, Schweiber. Yeah. If he goes back and listens, he's going to say to me, "You know what? You were right." If you do go back and listen, once you know something like that, you do realize, like, "Wow, I." That's you know, right. With anything, there's a lot of times when you don't notice that you do it until someone points it out to you. Yeah, yeah. like when I say Deuce the wrong last name. Ah, that's right, Stanley. Yeah, Deuce Stanley. It's he Deuce said Stanley a lot. And it was on multiple shows. It wasn't just one night. It was multiple shows. And no one came in at you on the text board and said, hey. No. The only person who called me out was Mike Gill. Well, then shame on the people. I expect a little better from the people. Is that okay for me to do? Call well, them let's, out? Let's see what the – maybe they can redeem themselves with these anytime hotline calls. Let's see what they had to say. All right. Uh, I keep doing that. Uh, all right. Here we go. I keep putting up the wrong pot there. All right. Here we go. Uh, anytime hotline calls. Let's go. We got JT. We got JT. Let's go, Billy. This is a tremendous off-season 
from signing Archie Bradley to getting JT Realmuto. Hopefully, it only uh, continues. Let's go, Phillies. Way too optimistic for me. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that. Way too far of excitement. Is that bad for me to say that you should not be excited? No, I mean, he was giddy. He was, like, laughing more than Billy. He gave you, let's go, Phillies. Like, he went that far to the fact where if there were fans in the stands, you're so juiced up, you're going to opening day with your foam finger, Archie Bradley. <laughs> Come on. You can't be that excited, can you? I think he was a little too giddy. Yeah, he's going to get ice cream out of the helmet on day one. <laughs> Sprinkles and jimmies. The ice cream out of the helmet. Yeah, always a fine item. Very good. Yeah, it melts the in the helmet. catcher in baseball. Thank God the Phillies finally signed JT Romuto. Now we can finally focus on uh, upgrading the bullpen. Um, and that's either, you know, building up the Myers or maybe some late offseason signings or trades. But regardless, I'm happy we signed JT Romuto. I actually have a reason to be excited for opening day and spring training. Let's f-ing go. Oh, how about that? Got down and dirty at the end. Yeah. See, I'm just thinking of the bullpen. What, what's Ranger Suarez? What's Connor Brogdon? What's JoJo Romero? Like, are these guys players that we can be excited or intrigued about for next year? They had a little, not so much Ranger Suarez. He had the COVID list problem last year. But Connor Brogdon and JoJo Romero showed a little bit of life last season. Can we be intrigued by them to come into this bullpen and have some sort of role? Uh, yeah, I think JoJo can. I mean, you, you, if you don't have to, it, it's like the Eagle offensive line thing. If you don't have to expose them so much. Yeah, I, I'm just still a little nervous. But you, this is the thing. You talk about all the time with these bullpen guys. They can go from great to bad. They can go from average to great. They can go from bad to good. You're taking a flyer on some of these guys that throw heat. And who knows? Maybe some just has, has a good year this Ain't year. Ain't that the truth, Thanks. right? Um, all right, let's go. Anytime hotline. We signed JT Real Muto. Thank the Lord. Oh, my goodness. I was over here pooping my pants, super worried that we were going to let him slip, but we finally signed him. Wow. I mean, did the guy need a Cottonelle to uh, fix himself there? I don't know. Unbelievable. My God. Now, I don't I even mean, know where to go from here right now. Let me, like, literally. The alternative was, okay, you didn't have Real Muto, but you're in fourth place. Now you do have Real Muto, Real Muto and you're still in fourth place. Yeah, th- well, I mean, this, this, these calls, it seems, are coming from the, the signed JT crowd that just wanted him to be back because they just really wanted him to be back without realizing the situation fully, right? It's not so much about where the Phillies are now. They just wanted to have him back. Gee, yeah. Signing JT is an excellent first step for the Phillies in uh, salvaging this all season. And the $10 million deferred is also going to help sign a starting pitcher or a closer. There's no reason they can't do that now. I mean, he makes a couple valid points. I don't know that he's going to get his wish. I don't think so either. I really don't. And what if they we- sign Trevor Bauer? I'd be stoked. I'd be I'd be excited. Do you think that they would have enough to go from fourth to third? They signed Trevor Bauer. I think they're in second. You, oh, you, you go second. The guy sold me with the point that he made that if their bullpen wasn't so bad, he's right. So you just got sold from one comment on a Facebook feed. I, no, I mean, he makes a valid what point. What if that was Schwime who put that in there? Would you Like, you don't know who's behind the typing. If that was Schwime, 
you would then fully be 100% on a Schwime thought. Well, I don't have to. It doesn't have to be the person who I'm agreeing with or not. It's the thought that I, that it brought it back to my mind that he's right. Like I'm kind of disconnected from baseball season a little bit. He's right, though. If their bullpen wasn't that bad, they would have made the playoffs last year with this lineup and that starting rotation. That bullpen was why they didn't make it. True, but you don't have the expanded playoffs this year. Or the DH. That's fair. Yeah. that's And those are two good points. Yeah. But you get Trevor Bauer. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. Sadly, that I don't think It would be like the year reality. when the Phillies got, um, oh, man, Andy Ashby. You might be a little too young for that. They signed like they had Kevin Millwood and they went out and got Ashby. I'm thinking of Cody Ashy. And no, and <laughs> Ash, Ashy was a pitcher who was with the Phillies and stunk. They, he went away into San Diego and he actually became really good. And they signed him to come back and he was horrible. But they had him and who was there was another guy they had from Minnesota. Oh man, they had a pitcher. They had Millwood. They had Ashby. Yeah, he played for at ninety one and ninety two for the Phillies. Then he went to Colorado in ninety three. San yeah. Diego from ninety three to ninety nine. The then in two thousand, he came back to the Phillies. Yeah, and they had a guy that they got from Minnesota with the Twins, who they signed, and he was like the third guy. And you were like, man, they went out and got some, and all three of them stunk. I mean, Millwood was blah. He was like one of them guys that was on the Braves, and he was like the fourth guy on the Braves. And you're thinking, man, if he's the fourth guy on the Braves, you come here, he's the first guy. And he was just average. Uh, man, who was the – I know he came from the Twins. We'll have Josh on it, looking yeah. up the research. The one thing I thought about when we were talking to PT, though, when I was thinking about the starting rotation, as much as I'm not sold on Eflin at the three, can we make the argument that Eflin at the three is significantly better than what you got out of Jake Arrieta as the three over the last couple of years? Or no, maybe not significant. Maybe that's a strong word. But I mean, better. Arrieta was just, he was disappointing but average. True. We just had so much high expectations for him because he was a, a big-time player for the Chicago Cubs. So we just expected him to be to that level. Oh, man, he was, he was disappointing. He's actually throwing for teams this week. I saw something about his name popping up. I, I mean, I wouldn't take a flyer on him if I'm another squad, unless the money is I, so low. I have Eric Milton. Yes, lefty. Eric Milton. They got Milton, and he was he was good, and he stunk here too. Classic Philadelphia. Yeah. I have said for two years that if I'm a team, I would have been the Phillies. I would have made put Arietta in my bullpen. I mean, because he gave you two good innings. Put him in the bullpen. Hey, give me your best. Yeah. He, he didn't have any more than Team, two. Teams don't like the ground ball pitchers anymore. Well, Zach Wheeler does a fine job with it. You talk about the double play balls he gets himself into. It's tremendous. But, you know, in the analytical world, this whole ground ball pitching thing, you got to be rare to succeed with it. All right, Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN. Don't forget, watch the live video at 97.3 ESPN.com. You can watch us every day. If you have YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, just go to our website. The YouTube uh, video will be right there. Yeah, it's a fun time. And what else is a fun time is utilizing DraftKings for their golden ticket giveaway with up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs. All you have to do to get your share of these huge prizes is enter the DraftKings free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. The top prize is $1 million. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Right now, and use promo code 973 when you sign up. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Gambling problem. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Eric Melton, 14-6, and six, which isn't bad, but 476. Oof. Not good. Oof. All right, when we come back, we've got the five to wrap up the show. Don't forget Flyers hockey tonight. It is the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN. By the way, this guy says, I did call out Josh for saying Deuce Stanley. Back with more. Ready for Flyers hockey tonight. Josh will have Flyers insider Kevin Durso on tonight at 620. All right, does Shane Gostis Bear get on the score sheet tonight? Doesn't necessarily need to be a goal. It could be an assist. Uh, he'll be a minus three. Wow. Oh, man. I he'll guess, be on their score sheet. I go, oh, geez. I guess that answers the, the next question. Do the Flyers bounce back? At yeah, 4 3 win. Oh, geez. Oh, man. All right. 4 3 win. You got. Uh, and he's, and he's minus three? <laughs> he's out there every time they score. That's a tough day. Yeah, to COVID, honest. man. I mean, That's he's true. probably, I uh, would imagine, not uh, 100% like lung capacity. That's true. Let's look positive here. West Virginia, did they impress you last night? That was a great game. I, I watched it on like perfectly. Yeah, well, right when the Sixers game ended, I went over and there was like a minute and something left. And I heard, I saw Deuce hit the triple. And, um, What's the kid's name from Texas Tech? McClung? McClung, McClung, right? That's a kid from Texas Tech. McClung. Yeah, yeah. McClung. We were right. So he comes back and fires one down. And then, uh, man, that timeout sequence was outrageous. It really was. Timeout, timeout. A little too long. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here going, yo, fellas. I mean, I got things to do That's where, like, we talk about coaching in the NBA and coaching in college. College coaches have such a bigger hand than a kid. They overcoach so much. No doubt about it. Uh, Big W for the Mountain. It really was. Lo- last item you bought off Poshmark. You buy something recently? Um, yeah, I've got two WV shirts. Well, I, you, you buy things every day. I thought maybe there was something new from Just that. Just sold market. a couple things, actually. Oh, yep. Okay. Last question here. J.J. Redick is apparently available. Sixers yes. Twitter is all over the place. Would you be interested in bringing him back? Yeah, I'm not giving up a lot. I do. Would you do Thibel for Redick? Just straight up. Young guy for old guy who could shoot. Yes. Wow. Yes. I don't think the money matches up. You'd have to right. do a couple Hypo- other things. Hypothetically, But if they yes. were the two, are you done with Thibel? I mean, I'm not done with him. I think he's got upside. You're doing but- Maxi for Redick? Probably not. Doing Milton for Redick? Probably not. Okay. I like Redick. I think he would be some – he'd give you another shooter. Defense, though. Turd burglar. All right. Game night's next. Now, but – 